Toronto! All right, listen. You feel good? We can right, listen. This is my creation. Call him Sparky. Sparky. I can't hear you. Listen. You know, what? it wasn't too long ago we was here. And I tell you, every time we come here, damn it, it just gets better and better. I can't hear you. You people are dynamite. We can truly experience the universe. Now, My job is to surprise everyone, to entertain them. Right now, I'm surprised and entertained. I can't hear you! It's a mo, something new. everywhere welcome to episode 129 of blast points this is jason and this is gabe and we are back from our adventures in seattle at the ace comic-con i think we're finally maybe back to normal we've recovered it's been a few days a few naps later the flight home we left seattle at like midnight on sunday night and both got back into our respective home states at about 6, 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely an, an interesting morning. <laughs> but luckily, all, all of our planes there and back had Last Jedi to watch. So that, that kept us going. The, the, my flight from Detroit to Seattle, I watched uh, The Last Jedi on like the little in-seat screens. And it was, I, th- I think all weekend in Seattle, we were talking just nonstop about how great The Last Jedi is. <laughs> yeah, all it takes is watching it on a tiny little screen on the back of a seat to get the fever again. <laughs> like all weekend in the hotel, it's like, it's so good. <laughs> Can you believe it? How did we miss this before? It's so good still. <laughs> yeah, well, at least now everyone else can watch it on Netflix and enjoy the magic of watching it again on a different screen. Maybe you can watch it on your phone now or something, even though you could have done it with the digital version, but still it's special whenever it comes out on something different. I think my thing was that I didn't watch it for about two months, like leading up to solo and like the whole month of the release of solo. I don't think I watched it in those two months, man really made a difference. Cause not like I didn't like it before. I loved it a whole lot, but man, 
viewing it on a tiny little screen on the back of a seat in an airplane, I was locked in. Yeah, I still got it. But Ace Comic-Con, we did it. It was our first ever Blast Points Live. It was pretty amazing. It was a lot of fun. And yeah, it went uh, (laughs) smoother than we thought, maybe. But yeah, now we've done it and we had a good time. I think the people there enjoyed (laughs) it. We maybe got some new fans. There was was a handful of um, people that already listened that were there. That's really great to see. Shout out to Kirsty from Scavengers Horde coming on Saturday. Yeah, it was an interesting show. It was a little different than any other conventions I'd been to just because it was very Marvel movie focused, which is cool because I like the Marvel movies, but it was uh, a little different than I expected. It was kind of almost like it was weird and it was refreshing at the same time because it's like Star Wars. Anybody Star Wars? (laughs) Yeah, that was... Right. There weren't there wasn't a lot of Star Wars stuff, um, which was kinda I think the reason we ended up being there, but it was it was fun to see the few Star Wars crazies mixed in with the uh the Marvel crowd. And it was an interesting mix of the side like with the dealers and things was kind of what you would think a smaller convention would be. And then on the other side was like this giant arena where the uh Marvel actors and, and uh big celebrities would come out. So it was almost like two different conventions in a way just right next to each other it's it seemed like everyone there including us though was having a really good time everybody was walking around smiling oh yeah everybody was having a blast people were staring at their their photos they got taken of them and loki and i was able to get a the 12 inch kid anakin doll for five (laughs) dollars who was on a display right next to prince skizor so i got it for Half price, and the lady next to me was like, "Man, I need to t- learn some tricks for y- from you." And the guy was like, "I'm just tired of putting it back in the box every time." <laughs> oh, poor, poor Annie, poor Anakin. Yeah, you just got to get the stuff nobody wants, and it's amazing what you can do. I picked up a, a super awesome uh, print of Rose and Paige Tico from awesome artist Lauren Mor- Moran, who's from New York City. She was there, and she had some really awesome Last Jedi art. She had a really great drawing of Sad Kylo Ren. Yeah, her Sad Kylo was really good. Her her Rose and Page though, it spoke to me. It's really nice. I'm I'm looking at it right now. So yeah, yeah, she definitely she had the good stuff. She probably watched Last Jedi on the plane too. <laughs> I say it's like an airplane when everyone who ate the fish got sick, but everyone who watched Last Jedi got the fever. But yeah, we had a blast at Ace Comic Con. We had so much fun. We loved being there. We loved the city of Seattle. It was just great to be there and do our thing on stage and show people clips from Turkish Star Wars and the holiday special and, and Japanese George Lucas commercials. Yeah, it's not every day you get to uh, fly cross country and show people Japanese George Lucas commercials. <laughs> It really was, yeah. Check that off the uh, the bucket list. So we recorded some audio uh, from our panels. Yeah, on Saturday we did the best of the weird, where we showed a bunch of clips, and then on Sunday we did live Rusty Miller trivia. But let's let's take a listen to Saturday. Let's see what that was all about. Um, hello, everybody. 
Hello, Star Wars fans and Moof Milkers out there. Welcome to the first ever, this is the first time we've ever done Blast Points Podcast live. So you're our guinea pigs, we'll see how this goes. Um, <laughs> I'm Gabe Bott, this is Jason Gibner. We are co-hosts of Blast Points Podcast. We, uh, big Star Wars fans, we kind of... Celebrate the love of everything Star Wars. Yeah, we come out every week. And first of all, how, how is everyone doing out there? Wait, 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 what? There we go, there we go, there we go. Has anyone met Dryden Voss yet? Paul Bettany? No? No. No? No? Was he eating seafood during his signing? We hear he likes polo pawfish too, oh. so keep, him, keep a look out. Um, so we are going to go over um, a little bit of Star Wars weirdness, uh, some of the best of the weird. Star Wars is weird, uh, George Lucas is weird, and the weirdness from the films has kind of creeped into our galaxy as well. There's stuff associated with the films that aren't the films that are weird. We're going to get into some of that. Um, because if you think about it, Star Wars in general is really, really weird. You got two droids talking in the desert, arguing, and it's weird, and somehow it's the most popular thing in the world, at least for us. Yeah. So we're going to dig into some stuff through the years that is uh, the best of Star Wars weirdness. Um, Starting out is uh, some of these things are kind of tied together with, in the early days, there was Charles Lippincott, who was the publicist for Star Wars. And he wanted to keep Star Wars in the public eye, because back in the old days, there was no VHS, there was no DVD, you saw the movie in the theater, and that was it. They wanted to get more people in the theater, and one of the ways they thought to do that was... Yeah, to reach out to get Star Wars to as many different audiences as possible. And really, how do you do that except be on TV in network TV in the 1970s. And one of the first network TV shows to ever feature Star Wars on it was the very short-lived Richard Pryor show, which only had four episodes. And this came out when Star Wars was still in theaters. So here's a little taste of uh, Richard Pryor's show. footage is that like that had been like unseen 
for decades. Even like the crazy cantina people hadn't seen that, and it wasn't until stuff started to come on YouTube where people suddenly started to discover the prior footage. Right, we're really living in the, the golden age for old weird Star Wars stuff, because yeah, before you have to go find a VHS tape or somebody maybe had that, that they taped it from TV and all that stuff is on YouTube, so everyone can uh, enjoy the magic. Another example of Char Charles Lippincott's maximum exposure for Star Wars in the late 70s is the absolutely infamous Donnie and Marie Star Wars special. Yes, there's a fan right there. All right, here's a little taste of that. Oh! Oh, you made it! Certainly not. That would never work. Oh, I wish Obi-Ban Oki for Noki were here. Yeah, he'd tell us what to do. I'll tell you what to do. Why don't you look over there? It's your chance for escape. Oh, look over there! It's our chance for escape. I knew I heard it somewhere. Hey, taxi! Pardon me, sir. He says that's not a taxi, it's a spaceship. But that's exactly what we need. And that is Anthony Daniels in the preview, sir. Excuse me, sir. What can I do for you? Perhaps you two can explain. Show us the way to get out of this world, for that's where everything is. Yeah, so Donnie, Donnie and Marie were like the king and queen of the variety show, and it was a little bit of foreshadowing, too. That's the first time we see Luke and Leia as brother and sister, so maybe they were on to something. Uh, yeah, Donnie Marie, very, very influential. And side note, Donnie Osmond is a huge Star Wars fan. When Force Awakens came out, he rented out at the, whatever local theater it is by the Osmonds, and they, like, filled it with nothing but their friends and family. And he, like, when we were doing an episode about the Donnie Marie show, I went into a black hole of looking up Donnie Osmond and Star Wars. So. Yeah. So if you ever got time to kill, do it. Yeah, it's worth it. Uh, we had another clip here of the wonderful Chris Christopherson as Han Solo. Um, legend is, is he was completely wasted during this whole song, so see what you think. Pay close attention. Can you help us escape? If I can't, I know someone who can. get enough of Donny Osmond Luke Skywalker with white boots. Yeah, the white boots really do it. Um, in addition to Donny Osmond and his sister Marie, we had what? Red Fox, Paulin, Paul Chris Christopherson, all the superstars of 70s uh, variety shows. 
Um, one more clip, which is basically one of the highlights. We've got some uh, things from cast is back. Mark Hamill's Luke, Carrie Fisher, Han Solo. But it was, uh, yeah, designs by Joe Johnston and Ralph McQuarrie, but all done on a 1978 TV budget. And it was co-written by Bruce Valange, who was also the co-writer on Donnie and Marie, so there's a little tie-in tie from that. So, um, well, what's funny with this is that I think they tried to do something different than the variety shows, but as opposed to being a variety show with Star Wars in it, if you've seen the holiday special, it's a Star Wars show that has a variety show in it, so kind of it's the opposite. Um, but we're going to give you a little taste for the people who haven't made it through the whole thing. See, it starts out and you're like, maybe this is cool. Yeah, it looks like Star Wars. The Falcon looks legit, maybe? So, no, let's see what that's like. 
And yeah, although George Lucas claims he didn't have a lot of input, that was definitely his input. This original director got fired. Yeah. 
right. So here we have the, the late great Stan Winston putting the mask on a uh, little lumpy here. And what's interesting, I think this is the only Star Wars movie that Stan Winston worked on, because mostly the Wookiees were all done by uh, Stuart Freeborn. Right. And apparently Stuart Freeborn lent out the Chewbacca costumes, and one of them came back as Mala, which they didn't know that he had to use them again for Empire, so I think he was unhappy. Supposedly Stan Winston was apologizing to Stuart Freeborn for the rest of his life about that. One of the real highlights of the special, of the holiday special, is B. Arthur's brilliant performance as Acmina. Yeah. Acmina fans. Um, the bartender of, is it Mos Eisley Cantina? Is it a cantina? Yeah, if you ever wonder what it looks like, Just one more round, friend, then homeward bound. This, uh, this was a really big deal because this cartoon was uh, made by Nelvana, who later went on to, to make the droids and Ewoks cartoons. And this was, uh, as many people know, this is the first appearance of Boba Fett. That, well, actually, the very first appearance of Boba Fett was in a parade in California that was two months before the holiday special came out. But this would be the first, I guess, action, action footage kind of on film. Uh, introduction. So here's a little bit of Boba Fett. Also, the only time you've ever seen Boba Fett was before. How incredibly cool is that? 
We need more pink dinosaurs in Star Wars, period. So now we're moving on to 1980. The Empire Strikes Back is coming out, or has just come out. Right, and not just the United States is getting on the action. Here we have uh, a German variety TV show that uh, had Mark Hamill on. And uh, if you've ever wanted to see Mark Hamill in a gold jumpsuit speaking German, here's your chance. Happy End mit Miss Berlin. Was sagen Sie da? Als Schönheitsköniginnen steht auch Papa. Oder bläst er knapp die Sache ab? Alright, so if that wasn't big enough, in that very same show, of course, there was a dance number because we've gone full circle back to the variety show, but now in Germany. No, they don't want to be left out with the dance number. These are not the actual screen used costumes, in case you're wondering. You can't tell. That is not Mark Hamill. Chewbacca should have his own chewing gum. Well, so, so Kein Problem mit nur einem Streifen Chewbacca Chewing Gum. Galaktisch frischen Atem. Chewbacca Chewing Gum. Galaktisch frisch. Unfortunately, I don't think that was ever a real product, so it should be. It's for real. It's for real. So probably the biggest, weirdest thing in Star Wars history is how many people out there have heard of Turkish Star Wars? 
good, good, good number of people, good number of people. Again, how many people have watched it from beginning to end? I know, it's, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough. So kind of the story with Turkish Star Wars was Star Wars fever is spreading all over the world. The booming Turkish film market wanted to get in on that. They actually planned a, a massive in scope star, science fiction film inspired by Star Wars. They built all these spaceships on a beach, but then just like A New Hope and Phantom Menace, the night before they're supposed to start filming, this huge storm comes and destroys all their sets and their spaceships. So they kind of had to start from start over from nothing, and that result is. Yeah, what better way than to steal actual footage from a copy of a new hope that they uh, found somewhere? So yeah. here's a here's a little taste. how they rated footage from a film print of A New Hope for one of the most dynamic scenes in the film. They rated music from Raiders of the Lost Ark. The Force is not about lifting rocks. Except for sometimes it is. ritual that I do every day, inspired by Turkish Star Wars. If you were wondering how we stayed so fit, this is it. minutes of episode nine. So, yeah. so we have one more sample of Turkish Star Wars. Yeah, a little example of what all that training will let you do. Um, but before that, yeah, this is crazy since this was a huge hit in Turkey and like George Lucas, they made enough money that they, I think they bought the production company and everything. So like, it's a big deal. Um, and they did, someone found a pretty pristine 35 millimeter print of this and are restoring it. So there's a chance that the, the whole film may resurface someday in uh, higher quality. Let's hope. <laughs> Star Wars and Star Wars Celebration, but I think 2019 is the year. Next year, I think, uh, these fun dresses, uh, Star Wars characters. 
keeps going. fuzzy guy walking around at Celebration Chicago next year, it might be me. <laughs> so we get into the mid-80s, and Star Wars is kind of chilling out a little bit, but one very exciting thing that happened with Star Wars is George Lucas shaved his beard. And Star Tours opened up in Disneyland in Anaheim. And if we've learned anything when it's time to get people excited about Star Wars, what's the best thing to do? Have a variety show, TV, primetime TV special. And because of that, they did a primetime TV special about Star Tours, and we were blessed with this. The message is brought to you by the Intergalactic Bureau of Tourism. How humiliating. I am fluent in over six million forms of communication, and here I am doing commercials for outer space. Oh, well. Hit it, R2. My name, you know, is C3PO. Wrapping about space, the new place to go. You can eat all you want and you won't gain a pound because there isn't any weight here like back on the ground. We travel very fast near the speed of light. You can leave in the morning and get home last night. His name is Artu, but you'll never hear him rap. His inventor forgot to give him lips that flap. He'll greet you all and turn on his charms. He'd give you a hug if he had some arms. There's no gravity when you're out in space. It doesn't pull you down or hold you in place. You can run real fast. Your feet will fly. You'll be so light, you can jump sky high. New worlds open up when you're out that far. And all you've got to do is wish upon a star. So one of our favorite things to talk about on Glass Points is George Lucas. It's Master P, and I'm about to go find out the dark side to Mr. John Lucas. Mr. John Lucas. If you don't know it already, or if you, if you can't tell, George Lucas is a really weird dude. And so as we're going into the late 80s, early 90s, not much is happening with Star Wars, but one thing that was happening was in Japan. For some reason, George Lucas was a superstar. There's a lot of good reasons. <laughs> But he teamed up with Panasonic for a series of commercials that uh, were never aired here, but apparently were all the rage in Japan. So here's one of the first ones. Hi, Vision. It's a modern picture. Hi, Vision. それは現代の絵巻だ Throughout our history, each of the world's history has demanded the reality of the world. He's always pushing that new technology. Uh, he's always doing uh, So things really take off next as we're introduced to George Lucas's best friend, his robot Sparky. 
Yeah, and he may or may not live with George Lucas still. No one knows for sure, but they look like they're really tight back then. Well, here they are hanging out on a porch together. I think Sparky's playing a flute. So let, let's see some of Sparky in action. This is my creation. Call him Sparky. Sparky! Side note on Sparky, Sparky was actually designed by Ralph McQuarrie. There were toys in Japan. You can get a Sparky alarm clock. Yeah, and that commercial may be the only time you've ever seen George Lucas in a tuxedo as well. Very rare, very rare. So again, been, again, Japan, I think, had the best impression of George Lucas if he hangs out with the, the true stars of Star Wars, Wicked and Chewbacca. Here is another wonderful Panasonic commercial. We can truly experience the universe. Ima. Panasonic, it's a mo something new. What is that floating egg that he's there with? If you ever wondered where he gets all his ideas, it's from the pink floating egg. So, this next one is quite possibly the finest of the George Lucas Japanese commercials. And if we could, throughout the entire convention, have complete silence for this. This is really the cream of the crop when you see that. Thinking of new dreams. George Lucas. I dream of visions which have yet to be seen. Which have not yet been seen. From dreams, I have reality. In this universe, new dreams and new friends. Panasonic, always new dreams, wonderful friends. Panasonic, it's more Panasonic, it's something new. Yeah, but you never realize that George Lucas just hangs out with movies that often. Always new dreams, wonderful friends. So another great thing with this whole ice campaign was it's kind of a George Lucas fashion show. You get to see him in, instead of his usual flannel shirt and uh, jeans, you get to see him in a sweater and uh, sweater with some roses. Some romantic photos with Sparky. Leaning in for a kiss. Um, and uh, are you an angel? That's <laughs> that little girl is from the moons of Iago, I yeah, think. I think. So moving on. So, uh, but staying with the Japanese theme. In 1993, Japan is still gripped in George Lucas fever, but just having Star Wars or George Lucas wasn't enough. So what do you do? You do a giant George Lucas themed stage show. 
and this really happened. It was in Japan, and it was called the George Lucas Super Live Adventure, featuring everyone's favorite George Lucas thing, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Willow, American Graffiti, Tucker, A Man in His Dream. It's here for the Tucker fans. Mm-hmm. But no THX 1138. Mm. Family show. So there actually are George Lucas, Super Live Adventure. Star Wars, Indy Jones. Lucas映画を超えたライブの迫力映画を超えたライブの舞台裏をスペシャルプログラムでオンエアスーパーライブアドベンチャー誕生の秘密が今明かされる。さらに so just like many of us, George Lucas actually had not seen the Super Live Adventure until he actually landed in Japan. I've only seen little bits of it. I haven't seen the whole thing put together. So merch was made. There was like an, again an alarm clock situation. Yeah, I think a lot of people only know about this from the merchandise. There is not a lot of footage out there. Um, if you want to learn more, Tested.com did a great uh, article on it a few years ago, kind of in depth. Um, but luckily, someone saw those Panasonic commercials and bought a camcorder and did videotape one of the shows. So we have some highlights from that. You can see in this picture, basically the, the storyline to bring all these worlds together was there was a young girl who, through magic or something, <laughs> traveled through all the George Lucas films. As you do. Yeah, as you do. And one thing to save money and space, a lot of the sets and backgrounds were inflatable. So that Millennium Falcon back there is like a giant inflatable Millennium Falcon balloon. Which supposedly this stuff, like these inflatables, stayed in like a warehouse until like, what, the late 90s? Where until it's like some fan yeah. went looking for them and they found out they were all destroyed. It's a shame. It's a shame. So our next clip uh, features a real fan favorite. I know it's not Shrek as the bartender. Whoa! Inflatable job of the hut. Also, I hope this is the way episode 9 either begins or ends. 
So as we get into the mid-90s, special editions are about to come out, and Star Wars Fever is ramping up. And as we all know, what was the ultimate in ramping up for hype? The Darth Vader interactive VCR board game. Yeah, everybody loves VCR board games. Everybody. Yeah. 100%. So this was kind of exciting, though, because they, they did get back some of the, the real real Star Wars. David Cross reprised his role as Darth Vader. James Earl Jones did the voice. Uh, the original director of photography for A New Hope, Douglas Holcomb, is back. So let's give you a taste of this. Rebels, which of you has planted the least explosives? <laughs> Address me as Lord Vader. Hold both your hands out before you. I see the forces with you. And you are thinking of the words of the great Jedi Master. Now eventually it verges into complete bizarreness, where he pretty much has you doing the Macarena. Tell me, Rebels, who has the least dark side points? Answer. Raise your right hand. Reach forward. Now, lower your hand and take a force card. Yes, Rebel, you are truly feeble. My control over you shall soon be complete. So rude! So, so George Lucas is weird. Star Wars is weird. We love it all. We, do we have one more? I think we have one more clip if you guys are ready for it. Can you handle one more? Should we do one more? You guys ready? So we're going to go back to the holiday special. This is potentially the most famous part. Wookie Life Day, which on its own would have been amazing, but it features a, a beautiful song from the late great Carrie Fisher. Might bring it to your turn. Perfect way to close out Saturday at Ace Comic Con. Yeah.
Points Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. A new episode every single week. We cover new Star Wars, old Star Wars, but we really like to dig into the weird stuff. So, yeah, if you enjoyed this at all, definitely check us out. Um, there's a lot of great stuff out there that uh, it's easy to forget about it all, but we try to dig it up as much as we can. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Thank you, Ace Comic Con, and thank you, Thor Parker, for inviting us out here. Thank you. And if anyone's interested, we have stickers available, so yeah, we got to get a sticker. Yeah, we got some stickers. All right, and then on Sunday we did live Rusty Miller trivia. Got people out there to uh, pick a number and see if they knew more than uh, 11-year-old Rusty Miller. And uh, to top it all off with name that Comtech chip. <laughs> Which one of my favorite things from the Comtech chip was a guy halfway through the Comtech chip thing said, are these all from episode one? <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, the Comtech chips. Here's some, here's some uh, highlights from that. Yeah, let's check it out. We are Blast Points Podcast, weekly Star Wars podcast. I'm Jason. I'm Dave. Uh, we're new of you here yesterday for our uh, Best of the Weird. Yeah, man. We got one guy. Yeah. We got two. All right. All right. So we're, today we're going to keep it a little bit looser. We're going to do some Star Wars trivia. Um, but we're going to get the trivia from the wonderful Jedi Master's Quiz Book, um, which maybe some of you have owned throughout the years. First of all, is everyone having a good time at Ace Comic Con on Sunday? Come on. What? I can't. That's... We're doing Star Wars trivia. The Rusty Miller Jedi Master Quiz Book. This book came out in 1982. It was written by, how old was he? He was 11 years old, Rusty Miller. He lived in Florida. He wrote this on a typewriter in his parents' house. He sent this list of 425 questions to Lucasfilm in 1982, and they published it. And it is the hardest Star Wars trivia we can never find. Don't be afraid. Yeah, we'll see if you uh, know more about Star Wars than 11-year-old Rusty Miller. It's 425 questions, only about A New Hope, a.k.a. Star Wars, and The Empire Strikes Back. So nothing from the books, no Wii U, no video games, none of that stuff. Only Star Wars and Empire. Easy, right? No problem. So... If anyone wants to play along... Yes, our panel is starting. Thank yeah. you. Thank you back there. We got plenty of room, folks. You can come on in. I think Darth Vader's watching this. Lord Vader, come on! Come on up. Win come a prize, on, come on. Come up to the mic. Does Darth Vader know more than Rusty Miller? So what we're going to do, if you want to join in on some Star Wars trivia, come up to the mic... What we're going to do is we're going to ha- have you pick a number from 1 to 423. Everybody got that? We'll remind you. And then we will ask you a question. If you get the question right, you can come stand on stage and you are part of the Jedi Council and you will be eligible for the bonus round and there will be prizes. Who do we got? Who's Who, first? Who's brave enough? Come on up to the mic. All right, pick a number. All right, well, first of all, oh, what's, yeah. what's your name? Where are you from? Nick from Marysville. Nick from Marysville. All right. What's your number? 1 to 423. 238. 238. All right. Question number 238. What was the evacuation code signal for the troops on Hawk? 
The answer is, does anybody know out there? K10. K10. Alright, who's next? Who's next? Uh-oh. Yeah. Vader always goes first. Lord Vader, uh, we, do we know your name? Where are you from? Lord Vader. Lord Vader, okay. What, what's your number, uh, 1 to 423? What was the name of Luke's best friend who was slain in the Battle of the Death Star? Biggs is correct. Come on up for the Come bonus join round. us. Our first member of the Jedi Council, Lord Vader. A very intense person. All right, who do we have number up here next? Grand from Savoy. One to four hundred twenty-three. What was the shape of the conference room on the Death Star? You're so close. You're so close. You want to try one more time? What, what would a smooth octagon be? <laughs> the answer is round, yeah. Close enough. All right, who do we have here? Hi, my name's Austin. I'm from uh, Seattle. Hey, local boy. Yeah. What's your number? What was the name of the creature who worked for Jabba the Hutt and was shot by Han Solo? He didn't shoot a lot of people. I'm, I'm going to say Greedo? It's so easy. It's like, could that be the right answer? Is he really a... It's a creature, right? It's a creature. It's a creature. I guess, creature. I guess I think more of alien beings than... Than this 12-year-old kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're, you got him. You're up. Come join us. Who's next? Who's brave? Come on. We know oh, somebody saw you. Come on. Come on up. Somebody wants to do it. You can do it. Funny Python and the Holy Grail. I love it. Drake from Boston. Pick a number from 1 to 423. Uh, 316. What was the color of R2-D2's trim? Silver. Blue. You're correct. Blue is correct. Come on up. Who do we have here next? Kelly from Bermuda. All right, Kelly. Pick a number. Pick a lower number. <laughs> what was the number game? Number one. Alright, what spaceport was the cantina in? You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Most Eisley. Alright, next up, who is this? Rebecca? Beautiful, same award. Let's have a number between 1 and 423. 112. 112. What happened when the squad of stormtroopers found Leia on the blockade runner? They're going to say, there she is, blasted. 
you could win a prize in the bonus round. You could win something. Anyone feeling, feeling the force? Want to try some Star Wars trivia? Anyone? Anyone? Last oh, oh, we got we have one. Here we go. Here we go. All right, who do we have here? Uh, Emily. Where are you from? Pick a number. Eighty-four. Oh, this is one of my favorites. What was the number of the cell block in which Leia was held on the Death Star? Remember, he was eleven years old. Did you see the big Eleven? No, I didn't give you anything. The hint is that wasn't a hint. AA23. No, you're, you're very, we're all the we fans. Alright, who do we have here? David. Alright, David, where are you from? Oregon. Alright, David from Oregon. Pick a number. Five. What did Ben Kenobi do to scare the same people away from Luke's landscape? And you have to make the sound. But they have changed that sound three times. What do you think? I, I, come on, I, I, come I, on, come You get an A for effort. You get an A for effort. All right. All right, any more takers? Last chance, last call. The bonus round. Do we have anybody else? Before we go to the bonus round, anybody else? Going once. Going twice. We got prizes. Going three times. All right, bonus round it is. All right, it's time for the bonus round. All right, Jedi Council, do you guys remember contact chips? You, we're going to play a contact chip, and you've got to guess by the voice on the contact chip what Star Wars character it is. Okay, Lord Vader, it's time to guess that contact chip. I hope you take this mask off. <laughs> but you'll die. You get a prize anyway, because, you know, this, with this mask. Go ahead and pick something up. It was Gascano, and you got some solo pins! Alright. Thank you, Lord Vader. Alright, let's move on. We are professionals. Yes, we do. You are correct. Claim your prize. Episode one, wide vision cards. Yes. Thank you. All right, man. You ready for the context? Get loose. Jawas it is. Here we go, here we go.
So that was Sunday. Those were our panels. And we had so much fun at Ace Comic Con that uh, we didn't want to stop the fun. So after we were done on Sunday, we uh, took a trip up to the, I guess it used to be called the Sci-Fi Museum. And now it's the what? The Pop Culture Museum? Yeah, the Mopop. The Mopop to just uh, get our little movie prop fix. And oh yeah, if you're ever in Seattle, definitely take time to go to the Mopop. It's crazy. They got a science fiction part. It has a Jawa 
It's got a Greedo head. One of the frogs from most Espa and Phantom Menace. The only place in America you can go to where you can see one where you won't get arrested for sneaking into the to the Lucasfilm archives. There's what Blade Runner stuff. Uh, one of the the bugs, the uh, students dissect in Starship Troopers. Right. It's got a suit from Tron. <laughs> it's got the staff of Ra from Raiders. It's got a, a Teddy robot from AI. All the good stuff. We spent a good 20 minutes just looking at they have Luke's severed hand from Empire, which I'm still thinking about at least once a day. And it's got a legit New Hope lightsaber, and you know it's legit because across the handlebar, it says Graflex. So still said from the tubes, like the camera tubes that they used for the prop, still on there. So you know it's for real. Hardcore. It was the place to be on a Sunday evening. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cherry on top of our Ace Comic Con Sunday weekend. Yeah, so we've just got to thank Ace Comic Con for inviting us out there. All the staff, even the people we didn't meet, but especially we got to thank Thor Parker for getting this whole thing going for us. Yep, thank you, Thor. Another thing, if you're ever in Seattle, Go to Rocco's Pizza. We walked around for two hours to try to find a somewhat normal place to eat pizza. We went on a Saturday night quest to just find some pizza. And we ended up at Rocco's. So if you're in Seattle, go to Rocco's Pizza. It's recommended by Blast Points, and we thank you, Rocco's Pizza, for that beautiful pizza. It was a good pizza. We ate the whole thing. It was worth the two-hour walk. So, yeah, we had an amazing time in Seattle. We had an amazing time at Ace Comic Con, and um, I hope you enjoyed listening to our panels. Yeah, and uh, we'll see. Maybe someday we'll get a chance to be live again. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll be coming to your town next. Who knows? And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. But yeah, that about wraps up episode number 129 here as usual leave us those itunes reviews you write a little something nice and we will read it on an upcoming show we've got a handful since we were in seattle that we will be getting to in come in coming weeks but you can add yours to that and we'll read yours too and don't forget check us out on blastpointspodcast.com Download the theme music, order t-shirts. We got some new Darth Fields coming up. We got to use the forks with a brand new recipe. Um, and check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And come on and join the uh, Blast Points Super Chill group where people are keeping it weird, which is how we like it. <laughs> and with the shirts, too, we have a very small amount of uh, some of the sizes we were out of before. We had a very small amount of the 
shirts with sagua on them, but those are about all gone. But if you're if you're looking for like a small, medium, or like a large of the old logo shirt, we got a handful of those back in stock. We also got a bunch of uh, the sagua stickers. So if it's something you wanna add to your collection, get a hold of us, and uh, we'll make that happen. And don't forget, next week is our big Kennedy Day tribute to Captain Kennedy from The Last Jedi. So this episode comes out on Tuesday. The deadline for submissions is this Thursday, July 5th. So what better way to spend the 4th of July than come up with a poem about Captain Kennedy or a song? You have time. You can make it happen. Either you send us your poem or you can send us you reciting your poem. You can send us a voice message and we will include it in our big Captain Kennedy Day tribute episode next week it's gonna be special (laughs) that's all we can say fire on the base get ready (laughs) so with that about wraps up episode number 129 here our special look back at our panels at ace comic-con and again thank you so much to everybody thank you city seattle thank you everyone that went to our panels if you're listening to this and you first saw us in seattle sitting up there talking about weird stuff Thank you. Yep. Thank you so much. And hopefully we'll see all of you again. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. Now, now,